When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, the Miami Dolphins are holding summer football camps at the Baptist Health Training Facility at Nova Southeastern during the months of June and July for boys and girls ages 5 to 15. Campers can participate in interactive week-long football experience. You get appearances by current and former Dolphin players. It's an opportunity to register for a week-long camp in Miami-Dade and Palm Beach County as well. For more info, please visit DolphinsAcademy.com or you can call 305-943-7272. Dolphins Exec VP Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line, Truly Steps Beyond Convenience. Mike, we appreciate you spending some time here. We know you guys are very busy. Uh, how do you differentiate, okay, when you guys are on the clock at the draft, how do you differentiate between should we draft for need or should we draft best player available? Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, I would say, you know, our, our board, it really goes back to what we did uh, in, in February. You know, that's basically when our board is set, and obviously it's tweaked between February and now. And uh, Chris Gerard, GM, uh, our personnel department, you know, they do a great job, and we get in a room and really just try to put our, our strategic plan together for the off season, and, and knowing that things can and will change, but kind of as a general guideline. So, um, you know, when we sign guys like Ted Larson or re-sign Jermon Bushrod, uh, it's somewhat in anticipation of, you know, you're not really sure if the offensive line is going to be all that strong early in the draft. So you try to set up like a complimentary process, and then you really hope that as the board unfolds, you can stick you stick to your board, and hopefully that um, takes care of your needs as well. And, you know, that's why we feel like coming out of the weekend, things you know unfolded pretty well for us. When you look at your prognosis, you're a big three-year evaluator of a lot of these kids, and, and, and the big splash draft pick that the fans are looking for is, is not something that is, that, that is, that is good for, for an organization. So you guys have, have evaluated your talent. You've picked your spots on that roster in that draft. How do you ease the Dolphin fan who is looking for that monster, monster draft pick? Yeah, Brett, you know, like for us, like we're trying to build a program here, and uh, obviously – Last year was first year with Coach Gase, who I thought did a terrific job, and we're, we're just trying to add really players that are good culture fits to us, like guys that are going to come in and want to get coached, develop, work hard, get better. And, you know, starting with our first-round pick in Charles Harris, we were really excited to get him. Uh, we think he has elite pass rush attributes, um, and we think he'll be a, uh, a player that can also play the, uh, play the run well. With that said, re-signing Andre Branch, trading for William Hayes, and obviously having Cam Wake back, we could add him to the mix, and he doesn't have to play, you know, 100 plays from day one. And I think that's one of the challenges of trying to build a, a program in, in the salary cap era is you want to build, you want to win for today and build for tomorrow. And that's why, um, you know, guys that we've drafted a couple of years ago, guys like Devontae Parker, you know, we're, we're expecting them to take, you know, a big step this year. And guys like Kenyon Drake, Xavier Howard, Laramie Tunsil from a year ago, we're expecting them to contribute significantly this year. Yeah, to Romberg's point, I think that some fans expected you'd take Reuben Foster with that first-round pick over Charles Harris. I think some of that regarding Foster has something to do with the fact that he played at Alabama. People aren't as familiar with Harris coming out of Mizzou. I understand Harris is a very versatile player. You mentioned that, of course, he's going to be behind Wake and Branch, so he may not be contributing as a starter right away. How can he help this team immediately? Yeah, Amber, you know, I think uh... – we're going to be depth of that position, you know, um, over the course of the season, all those guys will play and, and play significantly. And I think also 
you have to look at it, you know, going back to Foster, I think he'll have, he'll be a good player for San Francisco. But, you know, again, for us, part of this the strategy is you have to look at the respective positions uh, in the draft. So for us, not only to get Harris, but to come back and get Raquan McMillan, a very good linebacker from Ohio State, two-year starter, played a lot of big games, had 100 tackles in back-to-back years. So to have Harris and McMillan, we really felt like that was the way for us to go. Um, again, we're not taking anything away from Reuben Foster, but we're very happy with that result. You can see that Isaac Asiata was was a really nice pick. I love this highlight video. I was watching him, seeing him pull, how he does his skip pulls. And although he's not the fastest guy, I know he had a 5'3", 540. Um, his bench press was pretty decent, and his shuttle time was a little bit slower. But it seems like when he's out on the football field carrying that pad and that helmet, his weight seems to move really, really well in open space. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, he's also really firm in uh setting the pocket, which is important for us, so the quarterback could step up. And uh, he also had a really good visit with us, so I think he's a good person off the field but really tough on it. Um, and we did a lot of research on him. He was a great teammate leader. Uh, we think he's a really good culture fit. And, again, you know, looking at that and also having guys like Craig Urbach coming back and Anthony Steen and Mike Pouncey, uh, we really feel like uh, the depth of that position was short up. And, again, if you went back to a year ago, a lot of those guys had to play, and our offensive line coach, Chris Forster, in particular, did a really good job uh, getting those guys ready to go. So to get Asiata in the fifth round was uh, something we felt good about. Yeah, you mentioned Asiata had a good visit with you guys. Tankersley, your third-round pick, a CB out of Clemson, also had a really good visit with you guys. Reportedly, he was attentive, he was engaged, he was nice from everybody to the from the driver, his driver, you know, up to you. How how unusual is that? It seems like to me that these guys should know on these NFL visits that they need to be nice to everybody and that they need to act attentive and engaged. So it always surprises me when that's sort of a big deal coming from a player. Yeah, Amber, that's really important to me. I, I, that's just something I, I, I'm a huge proponent of. Uh, who you are in life is how you treat people that can't help you. So how you treat you know people on the staff. But it's not just in this building. You know, Our scouts do an incredible job of talking to the trainers and the uh, academic people at the respective universities. That's really important to us because when they come in this building, um, we want to know that they're going to avail themselves of the resources of working with uh, sports performance, our coaches, our training staff, our nutritionists. That's, that's all part of what we think you know, builds a winning football player over time. So uh, Tankersley was a guy that uh, was, was well thought of at Clemson. He came in, he had a good visit with us. Uh, he was recruited there was a, as a receiver. He's only played you know, the position now for a couple of years and he has the length and speed we were looking for. And again, he's going to come in and compete. And when you look at that position, that was something we felt like we had to shore up in terms of having more depth because in this league, the way you know, the ball is showing, you, you just can't have enough. So Having Tony Lippett back another year for Xavier Howard and you know Maxwell, the veteran, that was a position we felt like we could always add another young player. We got Dolphins exec VP Mike Tannenbaum joining us here. Mike, how much has the times changed in terms of the way that you guys have been picking players? I, I've noticed that the NFL has made such a paradigm shift when it comes to the psychology and the culture and the character of players. The talent and skill that used to get a guy on a football field now is kind of, I guess you could say, measured alongside with the psychology and the character of a player in order to go ahead and put a good person in your, in your organization. Yeah, there's no question. It, it really has to be both. And look, um, got, players make mistakes. We all make mistakes. So I think you have to be measured in, in context of, hey, did this guy have one bump in the road or is this a pattern of behavior? We spend a lot of time in our, in our process going through that because uh, you know, these are young guys. They're going to make mistakes. And obviously there's a tremendous amount of scrutiny. So uh, we try to balance both. But, again, knowing how much time they're in the building, how much coaching there's going to be, 
we want guys that uh, want to be here and want to be coached. That's that's really important to us. So um, it's a talent-based league, but but character is uh, certainly a, a significant uh, component of that as well. Since we are talking about this, I have to ask you about God's show. Your fifth-round pick, a defensive tackle out of LSU, had significant off-the-field troubles, domestic violence, a false imprisonment I believe he was charged with. I know that the victim didn't cooperate. Those charges were dropped. Why didn't those red flags concern you? Well, you know, first of all, they did, Amber. Um, and, again, we fell back on our process. And Drew Brooks, our security director, uh, is very thorough in his uh, evaluations. And we make those decisions uh, who will be on and off the board. So when we were able to uh, get Dave on in the uh, fifth round, we were very comfortable uh, with him. Uh, we had concerns. Um, those chargers were dropped. He was suspended for a couple of days. Um, and if we weren't comfortable with those facts, we wouldn't have drafted him. Do you, uh, you know, you, you take a pass rusher in the first round. You guys took a, uh, you took a DB in the third round. How much does, what, what player you decide to select, how much does, how much thought goes into the idea of, you know what, uh, we, we, we got the Patriots in our division, okay? Tom Brady, uh, he's he's still going to be there for the next several years at least, and if we want to beat the Patriots, we need to be able to cover wide receivers, and we need to put pressure on the quarterback. You saw in the Super Bowls, that's how the Patriots you know, lost the Giants a, a couple of times. So how, how much does it factor into your drafting that you play in the same division with New England? Yeah, we have a lot of respect for what they've accomplished, and uh, you know, Coach Belichick's done a great job there, obviously, you know, for a long time, and they're the most recent, you know, division winner and Super Bowl winner, so um, they're certainly you know the standard. Obviously, we want to try to beat you know the Jets and the Bills as well. So, um, but again, we don't make any one specific pick saying, oh well, hey, this could help us beat. You know, it's more of like we're trying to build our own team, build our program, head in the right direction, which we feel like we're doing. And really, all we can kind of all we can control is the process here, um, and we're trying to build the best team and the vision as we see fit. Wasn't sure if you saw Richardson on draft day. Tony, announce- Tony. Tony Richardson. Yeah. Right, yeah. Richardson announced uh, the J E T E. He saw. Obviously, you did. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, uh, Mike, you got to know how to spell Jets. All right, it's, it's maybe the most famous chant in all of sports. Uh, J E T E. Uh, give me a break. Come on, Mike. Yeah, you know what's funny is I, I actually signed Tony. He's a great guy, and he's you know smart, articulate. Never, and, uh, never want a spelling bee. Never want a spelling bee. He was nervous. He could be a nice, articulate guy. He never want a spelling bee, Mike. Yeah, I, and look, I don't know if Drew Pearson's going to be, uh, you know, oh. having dinner in Philadelphia anytime soon either. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty amazing. Uh, you guys have anything else for Mike while we got him here? Still, you got anything else? I feel like we got a lot of stuff out of him there. You guys have anything else? I'm okay. Yeah. All I'm right, good. Amber, you good? You want to keep grilling him, Mike? Do you know about the Wu Tang Clan? You know about Wu Tang Clan? Uh, I don't. Well, uh, Raekwon McMillan, we're going to be calling him Raekwon the Chef, all right? So why don't you brush up a little bit on your Wu-Tang Clan knowledge, okay? You understand what we're talking about there, okay? Okay, sounds good. Raekwon the Chef, all right, Mike? Hey, uh, as long as you get You don't have to encourage up. this. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we, uh, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Thanks. About Dolphins executive VP. Did I make it weird for him your at the end Your 20-year-old rap reference made it a bit weird, Did yes. I make it weird? No. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 